0: Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Grivey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and wet, fluffy rabbit, <laughs> Alex Dandino. All right, guys, before we get whit once again today, a little business, everyone. We're on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash Film Not only does it give you a voice in creating the show, we have a huge Patreon exclusive library. We got our mini-series rolling over there. Uh, We got feature-length commentaries. We got all kinds of fun stuff over there. If you can go support the show, every little bit of support is appreciated. The big selling point this time of year, if you're a patron, you will vote on the Patreon exclusives for our October Mega Marathon, which is right around the corner now. Very close. You get a say in what uh, those two movies become, right? Also, it's the only way that you get those two movies and the commentary, giving you the complete 31 days of podcasts in October, which I know you want. Because all of you love October and Halloween as much as we do. Good times, good times. So if you go on over to patreon.com slash pod, support the show, support yourself. That's that's the way it's got to be, guys. We appreciate uh, anyone who is kind enough to do so. The YouTube Film Alchemist, the email pod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on, so go ahead and reach on out. Chat us up. We're easy to get a hold of. Also, make sure you leave a five-star rating interview everywhere you find uh, the pod and anywhere you find the pod. Helps us defeat the algorithmic oil barons that are possibly ripping a hole in the uh, space-time continuum at the bottom of uh, the algorithm, trying to suppress us, man. Trying to suppress the truth with cover-ups. So go on over there, Five stars sentence or two about why you like us means the world another thing. One more thing. We've not been saying this lately, but I keep forgetting. I think the best form of marketing for anything is for you to tell one of your movie loving friends mm-hmm. that the show exists. Send them an episode. We have five hundred to choose from about. Send them an episode of a movie they like and we'll take it from there. That direct connection, guys, that's how we're gonna how we're gonna build our underwater base. Kids call um, it Word of mouth these Contracts. Days. Yeah. The lucrative contracts that each podcast listener brings. That's how we're going to fill our Kepler face. All right. Wait. Today, we continue our theme of the podcast. Don't forget
1: tweet. to go check out Griffey's filmmaking community, Misfit Parade, please.
0: Misfit Parade. That's right. We are misfitparade.net, or you can find us on all the socials. Misfit Parade is also the YouTube. Yeah, we're making our own short horror films. We're growing up to bigger and cooler projects that you're going to want to see. Indeed. Uh, so go on over. Misfit Parade. Check us out. Police. That's another good thing. Please. Sorry, I'm all stressed out already. Today, say, not only are we getting wet, but it's sweat wet. I texted because you. Because this is one of the most I texted harrowing you. movie experiences for me.
1: I texted you while I was watching this movie, and I was like, there's no way you made it through this movie without just being in a flop
0: sweat no. for all No, of it. fucking hate it. Because this... This is the one thing about getting quit month uh, that I don't know that we've stumbled on yet. But even the idea of being in a scuba suit, a space suit, anything Uh -uh. like that, Mm -hmm. triggers my claustrophobia to the nth degree. I'm, I'm so claustrophobic that on our senior trip, right, we did a senior trip to Disney. At the end of the night, everyone piles in around the lake to watch the fucking fireworks show at Epcot, right? Right, right i fucking climbed a statue and disney security's trying to like less sue me to bring me down and i was sitting atop this statue of some fucking man i was like i'm not getting down i was fucking having a panic it's attack. probably walt disney uh insanely claustrophobic <laughs> right? yeah yeah no i didn't get a sense of anti-semitism when i was on it so i think it's just a oh, normal just a normal sentence. got it yeah it was just a guy It was probably just a space man probably or something. just another
1: uh, weird racist from florida
0: boom yeah i Got oh boom roasted Politique. no we don't politique. but <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes I'm, I'm very claustrophobic so movies like this and the descent yeah are true like i watch them because i love what the movie does mm-hmm. but they are hard hard movies you'll never see me in space you'd never see me underwater you'll probably never even see me on a cruise there's just a thing like I like my I'd be an earthbender if this was Avatar: The Last Airbender. I like my feet on the ground. I like to know I can bust a move if I have to. That kind of stuff. Right? I don't like other people like touching up against me all the time when I can't help it. Sure, it's rough, man. So the claustrophobia of this film underwater is what we're watching today. Newer flick. Uh this movie is just an absolute fucking torpedo of a film. Yeah. We have like a a minute opener right where they're like the Mariana Trench. They're showing us like fucking graphs and shit. And then immediately we're in this Kepler base that's like six miles underwater, right? Yeah. Uh, One of the deepest points on planet Earth. K-Stew is brushing her teeth as the lights are kind of flickering. Mm -hmm. She sees a poor, dumb daddy long leg that somehow got himself all fucked up and is down in this base. Right. So there's this moment of mm, this is unnatural, which reminds us how unnatural it is that we go to these places as well. Right. And within about three minutes, maybe
1: the movie starts. Boom.
0: <laughs> boom. we have a brief little bit of a uh, underwater, You lose all sense of day and night. Yep. All you know is awake and dreaming. I don't know what's what. Boom! boom. And this movie starts and does not fucking stop. I mean, takes a couple breaths here and there. More for the audience than everyone else. But this movie is a fucking torpedo. Yeah. They've manned the tube. And by the time we're there, we're just watching them press the button. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's it's one of the the most effective disaster movies I've seen in years. And then it becomes something else at the end. Yeah. But Alex, opening thoughts on Underwater.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I watched this one with Andrea last night. And it was one of those things where both of us were like, whoa. Oh, my God, the movie started. Oh, wow. All right. right Lock it in. Because, like, I was expecting at least, like, you know, you got to have the usual 15 minutes that you introduce everyone. Like, I'm going to like Very him. Very few people that do guy the Paul Schrader, right?
0: Cut off the uh, first 15, or is that Mammoth? Cut off the first 15 and last 15 minutes of every script. Pretty Very sure. few movies ever do that.
1: Yeah, that feels like a Mammoth thing. Like the-
0: Yeah, this one does for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, this one was, like, it was pretty shocking. Like... Again, we turned it on, like, and I was like, "We turned it on, and you know, we're, we usually like eat dinner while we're watching the movies a lot of the time." And I turned it on, and I was like, "Oh God!" Like, I was just, like piling my food onto my plate and like running over, so I like, boom, like, just, I was like, "I, I got to lock in here," because I was expecting like, "Oh yeah, we're down here living our lives," and you're just like counting off, you're like, "That person's gonna die, they'll probably survive, that one's gonna die really horribly, that's the bad guy," like, it's a really fascinating thing because we actually watched this the day after we watched Mercury or uh, Deep, rising, Deep Rising which is yeah. another reason again this whole month again reiterates what I've said about being in the ocean going on cruises anything the ocean doesn't want us folks leave it alone no stay on the land.
0: ocean does not fucking want it there's a reason you wade out right you get some fucking water in your belly button, and it immediately starts throwing you back. To yeah, the exactly. List. I'm
1: going to tell you right Those now. Those aren't
0: waves. Those are fucking ushers. Get you
1: fuck find me here. a single movie. That, and I have this argument with people all the time, and they're like, don't you want to like experience stuff and go on a cruise? I'm like, no. Why would I ever want to get on a cruise? I'm like, you tell me one movie about a cruise. I barely want to get on a plane. You tell me one movie about a cruise that actually ended well, I'll stop saying this. I have not seen a single movie about a cruise that ended well. None. Not a one. A cruise is a bad idea. It's a bunch of idiots on a boat, no matter what. Now, this is a well, bunch of people it's, it's drilling through. It's
0: fact for- I cannot fucking move. I can't make yeah. a move. And they're like, but it's like a huge mall on the ocean. And I'm like, that's not a good that's selling not point. not a sell. It's like a mall mixed with a carnival mixed with shit-faced people. I was like, mm, So I think. I want to be able to, like, that's the thing. If I'm in my car mm-hmm. and someone tries to joyride me, mm-hmm. Right. I can make a move out of there. I can figure that out. If the ocean tries to deep rising me, I'm fucked. You're done. If I get in the water, then I get USS Indianapolis.
1: That's you versus the ocean. And let me tell you right now, how many movies have you seen where people versus the ocean works? Yeah. Zero.
0: You have to be like a badass like Thomas Jane in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. I'm not diving underwater with knives in my mouth. Like, who the fuck do do I think I am?
1: Deepest, bluest. My hat is not like a shark's fin. I don't know what I'm doing, guys.
0: No, my stomach is like that of a beluga whale. So maybe I can float a while. <laughs>
1: but Perhaps I can disguise myself as an animal of the ocean and they will ignore <laughs> me.
0: Oh, um, uh, look at that baby whale. No, they just see us as fucking prey, dude. Oh, You're that's a just orca? a guy. How'd that go? Yeah, exactly. How'd that go? Orca? How's it going you now? Want to be fucking Orca? Real orchid? life
1: orc is happening out there. Like, that's there right. They're go.
0: learning how to attack our boats, dude. That movie was prophetic. Neither here nor there. Anyway, that's not underwater.
1: Okay, so underwater starts abruptly which is great by the way like it truly is one of those things where i'm like that that was fucking rad i really liked that a lot it spends very little time like it does that thing that i think good movies do about like i there's something i like about opening credit sequences sometimes is when they give you all the information that you really need like there's there's going to be a controversial uh tick but the Incredible Hulk does this where it tells you sort of like everything that you need to know about the Ang Lee Incredible Hulk. No, no, well, they tried it in the Ang Lee Incredible, though the one that Marvel Studios did with um uh oh my E-Nort? god, yeah, yeah, with Edward Norton. They tell you everything you need to know about what, like, why is he on the run? Done, got it, thank you very much. That's the end of it, that's the end of the conversation. So, this sort of does the same thing. It tells you that the, they don't call it the Whalen yutani Corporation. This one's called, like, the t- Tion, cor- whatever it is, corporation.
0: Titan. The yeah. Titan-class drill. Titan it's a Titan-class kind of drill, drill is, yeah. that's, like,
1: doing, excavating, whatever. Either way, whatever evil corporation <laughs> that we never see the face of uh, is doing drilling in the Mariana Trench and clearly knows what's going on. Um you you learn everything you need All to know.
0: All we need like to know is that if anyone's down on the bottom of the floor at this scale. Yeah, there's like it's for no good. There's no it's for no good. It's there's a no room larger, for error.
1: No. For one, like it's like you're deep yeah. underwater. No room for error. Your communications are cut off, and there's been strange sightings of things. Got it. I don't need to know any more information. Okay, than so that.
0: this is a funny thing. The first time I saw it, I had no idea this was going to turn into a monster movie. So it's such a pleasant surprise in the theater. I just remember someone saying it was underwater, and I was like, okay, I think me and Amy went because we just had the night to, like, go do anything, and we're like, we'll go see that. And I'm pretty sure even the poster is, like, an underwater helmet, and there's, like, jaws around the edge of the poster. There are. And I think maybe, if I remember the poster, and I'm still not sure that I put it together, especially what was going to happen. I think in my brain, it was like, all right, maybe this will be a you know 47 meters thing
1: Yeah. like yeah, they yeah. get out That's and exactly. there's like
0: underwater creatures i didn't know we were taking like a hard science fictiony monster yeah. turn so but what i'll say is the movie even before that right what i like is you don't have a lot of room to pause right mm-hmm. but when we do the opening scene we start by just spinning the station look at how skinny this is yeah and the lights are flickering and they stop on case Stew, right and you're like just the thought of her being like every time a light flickers in this place you could be dead within seconds. Yeah. So it's not the awake or dreaming. It's that little fucking bit of constantly It's that like second. It's being reminded worst. of your your
1: You spend the entire time You're on time. the
0: razor's edge of, with the abyss. Yeah.
1: You are spending the entire time you're there. Like you're there. Imagine like this is the thing that always is like psychologically strange to me is like doing a job like that and imagine being in that situation. There's no way you're not always thinking about your mortality. Like, there's no well, way that that's not yeah. like you have to do a like job that is serious and like, at any yeah. moment you could die because you didn't do your job properly. There's like, if you're dividing your brain into like four, I don't know, seventy percent of seventy percent of the whole thing is being taken <laughs> up by like. There's a chance I could die like any second. Like thirty percent of it's, is your it's job. one of
0: those things though, because they write into the story that case okay, too. we learned down the road right she lost her fiance to the ocean yeah yeah so they play it as if that's supposed to say you know she wants to get and lost down here she's like searching her, for something deep down here right
1: and like her and john gallagher knew each other they were like they were they were deep right. sea divers already like
0: there, there's definitely a, a people who are a little more brazen about the life and death results or at least because this is one thing about this movie is this is a movie where normally you'd have more panicky members this movie they kill off essentially the entire base fast yeah like within the first couple minutes right we see we see case Stu make that harrowing decision yeah when we see those two guys running down the hall as the tubes are just imploding and it's it's real fucking terror immediately into this movie right she's got to open the fucking panel and do you know hard wiring yeah and she has to make the choice because she's the only one that knew how and just for sure watches those guys die right before her because of a choice she made. So this movie has a real, you'll see her struggle with it. But I think at one point the captain Vincent Cassell says, you have to stop looking back and you have to start Start moving moving forward. forward. That's kind of the mantra of this movie. So you have a bunch of people who are in this MacGyver esque scenario where it's a job's got to get done. We just got to do it. So, The movie keeps this really hard-charging momentum, right? And your moments are, okay, so now we're in an elevator going down. There's nothing for us to do. Now we take a moment to explore the ramifications of this, right? Hey, don't you have a daughter? Yeah, I got a daughter. He can't remember age. So in those moments of travel where we're not doing whatever, but the, they're still moving while it's happening. So the movie kind of doles it out a la carte. things that hopefully because de- that was the one thing about the movie that kind of bothered me a little bit the first time is the intern, as they call it, TJ Miller calls her, right? Yeah. Um, I guess this is, yeah, TJ Miller. He was already at the bottom of the ocean, but he wasn't canceled yet. Right. He was buried, but not canceled yet. Um, He is kind of constantly like the voice of the audience saying like, this is a terrible idea, but oh, well, and that's kind of the difference between people like this and us, right? Is that they just are get-the-job-done people, right? Yeah. Whereas I think me and you multiple times would just be like, that's it, we're dead, leave us. Yeah. I just wait to get crushed. Like, I'm not doing this. Jerk myself into a frenzy and then be imploded. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm not crawling through things. Oh, I think sewage is mixed in with this. I'm out. Yeah. Like- but they're they're hard chargers, right? right? And then only the research assistant is having the proper emotional response and by the end of the movie, even that gets weeded out because now she's she's seen like she's, she's been inundated by these yeah. like hard chargers. Right. So now she can like start pushing forward, whereas right. I think most people would just collapse mentally completely.
1: Yeah. I so mean, it kind I, of I just, bothered
0: me. But also it's the people who go down there, don't you think inherently yeah. would have the psychology I, the, of we well, got to get I it was done? Gonna,
1: well, that's what I was going to say is like I'm putting my own sort of like reflective nature of how i feel about being underwater towards this like i would imagine people who do that job yes like probably don't have a lot of time to think about it so they just put it to the side or they yeah are already sort of in a situation it's interesting like
0: like a morbid handshake agreement that
1: concept of that concept of like everyone seems to have like something you know like something like we don't. We never find out what uh, Jessica Henwick, who plays the research assistant, we never find out what her like thing
0: is, other than she's emotional.
1: I guess she's like she's the in only
0: love with him. So maybe they came down. Maybe in tandem. I mean
1: she's the only one who is not void of emotions over the yeah. predicament they're all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else, yeah, is... like
0: John Gallagher's character, he just is constantly like, "It'll be all right. I love you." John, Gal- like, what?
1: well, John Gallagher Jr.'s He's character trying to project
0: strength for her, I guess, but like.
1: What I don't understand about John Gallagher Jr. is not bothering you at
0: all? Well, I think what's interesting is
1: it's weird to say this. And I think because it's John Gallagher Jr., I just assume a little more because he's been in a lot of great movies and a lot of great stuff. Like, he's a yeah. good actor. Good actor. Right. So I think because it's weird to watch him play a character that's just like sort of criminally underwritten, like, it's such a strange yeah. thing. Like, he literally just becomes a, he just becomes like, you know, Chekhov's dragged body across the bottom of the ocean to get you like through, like that's like your thing.
0: But he set him up to where every scene is going to be the scene where he's telling her like, "I love you." I just I believe you'll have a good life, and he'll die after they never dies. Yeah, like his oxygen (laughs)
1: scrubber, basically his oxygen scrubber. They say his
0: oxygen got hit and then we see him underwater like for another hour. Yeah, he still breathes underwater
1: at some point. He's just like, I don't feel great, and I'm like, all right, well. You know, most people would die from breathing yeah. their own carbon dioxide. One hour of no oxygen
0: will do that to you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, be- just, I'm not. I'm not a scientist. Nor do I think this movie rests on like a hard science landscape. Uh, look,
1: I'm not. I'm but not. But it is.
0: It is weird. They debating he's the, the guy who, because like he couldn't have been T J. Miller's character. You have to have. That's no, where you, you put have your to have, like your that comedic is, actor. That is T. what T J. Miller's T. J. really Miller good in this movie. He's really good in this role because yes. he's that perfect laughing in the face of the situation character. Right. They give him just enough pathos, right, where he's handing the bunnies, like, I bequeath little Peter to you, and if you lose him, he'll haunt you for all eternity. Like, he has these good moments of, like, respite as he's facing the void. Right. right. Um, he does really well exactly what he's supposed to do. I guess John Gallagher Jr.'s one moment in the film is he's the one who kills the first baby creature. And he's I like, mean, "I'll name it. I killed it." And it's like, "But that's that. Like, you could have cast that with that.
1: That line could have been actor, said by anybody, and it else.
0: probably wouldn't have changed the role. It's a weird role that he's in. I'll say that. What's well, what I'm saying? Right? Like, like he's
1: literally just scenery for like.
0: Yeah, because he's a really eighty percent of the movie. Like Vincent Cassell and, is a really good actor, right? Yeah. He's he's very beloved actor for a long time. As the captain, he's got some gravitas. He's making choices, right? He has this, uh, he's the one who keeps turning around and reassuring them, like, this right. will be Ooh. fine. And gets a really great hero's death. That makes sense, because he's Vincent well,
1: Cassell. Because I think about, I thought about this, because I was, I don't know what it is about the movies we're watching. Maybe it's because, maybe it's the subgenre of, like, underwater or at-sea stuff. Because it's sort of, it has many similarities to, you know, Horror in space, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But all of the casts for these movies have just been so fucking stacked, man. Like, we watched Deep yeah. Rising, and again, another cast where people people who are like legitimately great actors also had like bit parts that were just like burned in the first, like Jaman Hansu dies in the first 15 minutes of Deep Rising. You're I like, mean,
0: yeah. Huh. He wasn't Jaman Hansu yet, right? But this is the thing. In these movies, you're always running and trying to not get killed by the set. So, like, so when you get your small moments, like the dinner scene in Aliens, right? You got to have actors that can pull it out of us in a small window.
1: Well, and I think that's what it is. Like to me, I think that's why John Gallagher Jr. works because, like, he doesn't have a lot to do. All he has Uh... to do is be, and this is why he was cast. Probably, all he has to do is be. Sympathetic. We have to be like, I hope that guy survives because, like, okay, yeah. if it was T. J. Miller's oxygen, he's the, scrubber, he's the
0: little fucking rabbit of the yeah. human
1: crew. He's the he's the little Peter of all the humans. Like, because like, <laughs> if it was T. J. Miller whose oxygen oxygen scrubber scrubber got damaged, like, well, at least he doesn't have to talk anymore. Like, that's the kind of yeah. thing <laughs> you're like, all right, cool, well, whatever.
0: Yeah, like, George Jar Miller won't get another line. Fun.
1: <laughs> that's that's what it is. He's the little Peter of the movie. He's like, we got to get this guy through it. All right, now now I see what's now I see why John Gallagher Jr. was cast, because we all empathize with a guy who has a scruffy beard, wears a Hawaiian shirt underwater, and absolutely yeah. has to survive.
0: Yes, the fucking undersea hipster. Who well done, a girl William above Eubank.
1: Well done. Yeah, I see what we you all,
0: did there. We all root for that guy, right?
1: <laughs> I see. A lot what's of guys probably sadly
0: are like, I'm the TJ Miller, and it's like. Don't say that part. Nope. Uh, you're probably not Vincent Cassell, right? No so one's yeah, Vincent Yeah, we are Cassell. probably most likely the hipster boyfriend who's not being super helpful. I'm
1: that guy, or I'm definitely on. the guy whose face mask breaks and implodes in the first 15 Dude, minutes. Dude,
0: that guy that. is awesome because he was in a show I love it's that Archive 61 that on Netflix. They yeah, just kind of yeah. like petered out and didn't like measure up to what it could have been, but started great. That's another one of those where. Casey's like he he gave me the good helmet, which we see specifically, and like he chose to die like that. I'm like, I don't think so. I think he just chose to die faster on yeah. the deck. Like, had he just stayed above I, you, he would have died instantaneously instead of having to watch his mask. Dude, that scene. But this, that this scene movie is gets a awesome. ton out of its fucking. That is like uh, that is my bit favorite
1: bits. scene in the movie. Honestly, I was like, damn, that is harsh.
0: Oh, man, it comes fast. He implodes. They're floating around, and then they're, like, walking out through chunks of his body. Chunks of his body. And, like... In viscera. <laughs> and awesome. Jessica
1: Henwell's just like,
0: ah,
1: ah. You're like, awesome. Oh, this God. is
0: great. It's another thing I hate in these movies. This triggers my claustrophobia really bad, where they're like, control your breathing. And they're, like, fogging up the inside of their mask, and you know they can't wipe it clean. It's like, ah, yeah. I just start, like, dying on the inside. Uh... But, yeah, I mean, that's probably, like, our last big moment before we get to the monster stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, God damn, is that scene incredible. Like, Dude, that scene fucking real. Because that's what they do is they're constantly just charging through these things, right? Like, T.J. Miller, when he goes, you're crazy, I'm a big boy. Yeah. And he's like, I can't crawl through those tunnels. I go, yeah, that's where I check out and die. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm dead. He makes it. And I'm like, no, I'm dead. They put on the, like, Warhammer Space Marine outfits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, maybe I last a little longer. And then all of a sudden they're like, there's we gotta go rescue a drop pod. And I go, Nope, not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm out with TJ Miller's like, this is the worst idea ever, but let's do it anyway. I was like, That'd be me. I just wouldn't do it anyway. Yeah. Right? And so it's this really effective kind of like heart pounding tension.
1: I think this what is. What do you the-
0: make of the moment where all of a sudden we say, and now sea beast. i kind of merman this Mermin. is the thing
1: that i think is so unique about underwater and why it works because that claustrophobia that you so love that all of us absolutely adore in these kinds of movies <laughs> um i think what's cool because it's a movie about the bottom of the ocean which is mostly unexplored it's vast To make a movie about the bottom of the ocean claustrophobic is pretty awesome. And they do it in this really effective camera move where they basically turn the exploration portions into a first-person shooter game. Yeah. And that is shit that I was like, I am legitimately scared right now. Like, something is going to – because those games – like, there's a couple of games that... Uh, like, not just Alien Isolation. There's another game. I can't remember what it's called. But there's another game that is so terrifying to play that does the same shit. Um, mm-hmm. But this first-person shooter camera under underwater where you're just, like, looking around with everyone. And you don't see anybody. Like, there's no... There's no wide shot of them underwater. It's all in close up. You can't
0: see up. anything. It's just dark yeah. and like the stuff floating through.
1: Stuff floating through and you're just seeing their camera. you their their the the lights on their helmets and you don't know what's coming. It's fucking very it's very effective and fascinating. And then when the fucking the first time you see anything like who? Oh, oh, it's right there. Oh my god. Like it is kind
0: of the extra scary element of underwater versus space. Yeah. is especially in these like Terminator armor. Right. Mm -hmm. There's this simple idea that like if I had enough oxygen, I could just walk the fuck back to my planet. Like I'm on my planet. I could just walk back to the beach. Right. And in in a space movie, it's like even if you get out of the ship, you're fucked. There's nowhere to go. In this one, he's just like, hey, man, let's fucking walk to the Roebuck. Right if they were able to do that it seems like you know okay we can just walk just but then walking. you get down there and you're like oh fuck like we have to and walk. it it hits you <laughs> so there's a little extra hopefulness of we can walk somewhere and you're the audience are like we walk we walk every day i walk to get a fucking sandwich and i can do that yeah. i can walk and then all of a sudden it's like oh no so there it's just real it's really effective in all that it's doing right yeah. and i think there's what i love about it and why i think it stays very effective throughout the end is it's a movie that really well sets the stakes and the horror mm-hmm. of the scenario way before we drop a monster into the mix.
1: I think what's the good The monsters is to, never... like, Vincent
0: Cassell in them, like, they take it as, well, people, we still got a mission to do. It's like, you found a new fucking predatory species. Mm-hmm. We see the talons, we see the size, they've got the fucking Cthulhu faces, the mind flayer mouths, or yeah. whatever. And... You're still just like well, doesn't change our mission. You're like,
1: I think what's interesting about, (laughs) I think what's interesting about underwater altogether is like, again, the the focus on the claustrophobia of every situation is so important because in in another universe where this movie is made, there's this focus on the vastness of the ocean, the vastness of like and. I think that that is like the critical error in making a movie like this. When you have a story that is about essentially like a story that's essentially about people surviving. Like we get the, we get the danger of being underwater, like being in those helmets with those people is harrowing hearing them breathing. And then on top of that, like when the fucking, like when the monsters start showing up, you're like, Holy shit. Like at any moment,
0: mm. That Something scene when it like lad. drags Vincent Cassell away, right, and she's attached, and they're on that tower, yeah, and you see it like lurking at the edge of the light, getting braver and braver. Dude. The movie's so focused on claustrophobia, it the monster actually puts her fucking face and helmet in its mouth, yeah, twice, <laughs> right,
1: like twice we see that it, like it's go down,
0: fucking brutal.
1: Like, and that's the other thing, like It's, it's fucking like brutal. claustrophobia and claustrophobia. It's like a head on a hat moment where. She's getting, like, garbled, and you're like, dude, that means, like, because when, you know, when we, we talked about Anaconda during Deep Rising, I was thinking about that, too. It was like, all those people, none of them had fucking suits on. That means you're extra protected from also getting, like, digested. So you have to just yeah. sit there and watch it happen, which is fucked up.
0: It is. It's also a cool detail because it shows awesome. you how this creature eat. It's like an extra biological detail.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's that cool. you're not I expecting. Like you're
0: expecting like a ripping, slashing. Because when we see T.J. Miller, they're like, it ripped him out of his suit, and yeah. so we think it's gonna be that kind of a monster. But the oh, it might swallow you whole and just digest you. Mm-hmm. It's a nice like extra little little That's biological a little element Taylor. that I yeah, like that that, yeah. that scene. Yeah, when Vincent Cassel's looking around and we see the creature shadowy right behind her. Awesome. We're just, I hit. do like all right. And then I the like, movie, it kind of devolves into that. for a second. Right. The the scene that I think is kind of dumb where it got a little too big for its britches. Because the one time the movie starts to fail a little is when it's fully like big CG landscapes. Yeah. Because exactly. we lose that, that tension. We lose right? that. And when they're, they're distance, trying totally. to run and they're like, ah, oh, things are falling from the sky and we got to get to the trolley. You're like. Now it just looks green screen. Now it just looks video game. So it loses right. a bit of steam. But well, then, then immediately we're gets... back in and in the trolley and TJ Miller right. gets got. And we got more problems.
1: Well, like, so that stuff, before then that stuff
0: always works.
1: I mean, or sorry, after like, actually, I was okay with all that. It's when she has to put on the other suit the like the yellow one after they get to I can't remember if they get to the robot. But basically, they have to get to the pods. It's like right before the end. She, of the movie. She
0: ends up in another place after the captain it, yeah. they, implodes himself. It's not himself the roebuck.
1: It's the other, the but yeah, the waste whatever station. The st- whatever the whatever fuck that it other is. station is that like they knew about but didn't know. Whatever, doesn't really matter. Um, but the other suit she has to put on when she starts get, when they're like when they're like starting to go towards the roebuck and they like look up and they start seeing the hands and all that stuff like the little hand things floating around them. When she starts getting her ass beat by that other one, that's what I'm like.
0: So that's like a great, like, because it looks like a classic, like, local haunted house, right? With shit yeah, dangling. Yeah, yeah, like, with, the, with and just, we know like, it's the toilet paper monster. dangling, yeah. Right, and the fucking, <laughs> the other lady, the research assistant, her alarm goes off, oxygen alarm. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't go for her. It goes for K Stewart. And we're like, man, the ocean really hates this motherfucker. It like, yeah. just hates her She Ocean guts. really
1: wants to kill Kay, right? Kay, Kristen Stewart.
0: She's like really like stuck stick to it right? Like I built a new suit. I'm ready. I'm going to keep going even though I should just quit at this station. And then it's such a moment of catharsis when that thing is swallowing her. And she goes, eh! she has the gun right in front of her yeah. face mask. We can see it. She shoots a hole in this thing and then fucking rips through his body <laughs> to keep taking steps. And you're like, yeah, and then you turn, which and is scene cool. It's just like every moment is awesome. And then you see the other monsters. You're like, fuck. And then all Less of a sudden cool. they go still. <laughs> they go still. And then the movie's like, you want cool? Here's a fucking overdose of cool. Here's a. They're fucking... all living in the pockmarked.
1: Yeah, they're all living dermis. in the they're all living in the acne of this Cthulhu.
0: A gigantic... It's essentially Cthulhu. Yeah. Right? I don't think they showed his little baby wings or whatever. This thing is Cthulhu. They're all living inside his gently, Gently dreaming Cthulhu. And they wake up and you're like, oh, you thought those were scary. There's a fucking kaiju that threw around this 6,000 ton drill at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And you see this gigantic... And they're just sitting there looking up at it. Oh, my God. And then now the research says, like, get in here. And it's fucking blowing up the rig. And they have concussions galore. Of course. It's fucking amazing. Like It's really great. And it gets back to this, this moment. Cause they set her up for a bookend moment, right? Because mm-hmm. at the start of the movie, she kills those two people running. Yeah. Shadowy people we never see. The end of this is they get in the Roebuck. They're trying to fucking run and fight. And they're slipping around, right? The monster's outside. And earlier in the movie, the guy uh, from Archive 61, he said, this wasn't your fault. You saved the whole rig. Yeah. The only reason you had to make that choice is because I didn't know how to close the door. Now, at the end, the movie provides her two people which she can save, right? Right. Uh, In this couple, right? That has a future. That has something above that her and her lost fiance never has. Right. So she makes the choice. I'll shoot him up, right? She even right. punches that fucking lady in the punches face.
1: Punches Jessica Henwick in the face. She's like, sit down.
0: It's like both of us are going to die or you're going to live. And she's like, no, no. I want to pretend that I, I morally care that you live. And she just bops her. And I was like, fuck yeah. Later, <laughs> This is a bit of a Titanic scenario because me and my son were just like rolling our eyes. I'm like, they could both. Fit uh, in the <laughs> yeah. Case two weighs 100 pounds. Maybe. Maybe. She doesn't even have hair in this one. So maybe less. Uh, I think they both of the and John Gallagher Jr. is no fucking gargantuan.
1: Yeah. The. Three small people. Yeah, he's pods. not Andre
0: the Giant on a seventies play. Yeah,
1: this isn't like TJ Miller. pod. TJ Miller didn't survive for a reason because he would. Yeah, TJ
0: Miller might require a whole pod. Right. Yeah. Me and you would require yeah. a whole pod. They could easily fit, and I know it's like, oh, they don't have a five point harness. They might get bounced around. All right. Well, I'm going to die down here anyways. Yeah.
1: I would rather have i I'll massive take my concussion. fucking
0: chances. <laughs> if it's shooting up. All the pre- I thats stupid. She easily could have saved herself. Could have saved but herself. But then the movie, because the thing, this movie is very, very clever. The movie knows that all of us are saying we're Titanicing again. Let her in the pod, but no niche Brush. niche. The monsters. Mama calls and says, "Mama said knock those pods out." Right. She has somehow this incredible graphics so- display. So Cthulhu that animates the uh, fucking Cthulhu asteroid, squeezes
1: all his little pimples, and they all come flying out.
0: Yeah, like John Belushi at Animal House. Guess what I am? <laughs> it is going to destroy said pods, right? Right. And so the reason she stayed behind is not because she couldn't fit, but because someone had to deal with this fucking beast, this unknown creature from the depths, right? Nature herself personified the thing that you know loosely we say took her husband she even says right the the research assistant even has that line we're not supposed to be down here right we took too much and now the ocean nature this creature are taking back at one point it's mentioned that we dug so deep we cracked this geothermal pocket which let these creatures exist down there and now they're up here right uh like the meg right like we broke the fucking cloud line of the meg whatever um, But somehow she's getting her chance Because she talks about how the scariest thing that almost killed her Was that lack of control to change anything Right To affect an outcome Now she has a moment to press a button and affect an outcome And it is kind of this really sweet moment yeah. She even looks through the glass to the creature and says You have 60 seconds And the creature's like Trying to like swim up Probably not because of what she said, but it's that's how it's played, which is kind of a silly image in your head. It's just one of
1: those harsh things you say. It's like yeah. a great relic of the '90s. Is like a thing you say to a character that doesn't understand what you're saying. That's always that's always one of my favorite moments in like '90s movies like this. Is like, yeah. it's it's
0: dinner time, and the animals like, like
1: it's like a Scooby Doo thing.
0: Rrr. Yeah, yeah. Well, one Shark 3D uh just 3d introduced they're like like they they have deep souls like us and they (laughs) roar in pain as they're not getting their malls filled uh but it's a cool scene we see this big fucking uh implosion explosion implosion at the bottom i think that's an explosion outwards
1: at that at that depth we see the
0: cthulhu creature get pulled in Mm -hmm. and then the movie just does the like hey two people were found Massive cover-up. The tapes were yeah. lost. Oh, no. What and, we do? and they're drilling. going back for more. <laughs> so we don't know if the company is just stupid and doesn't know. Are they moving the it's site? It's just a whale an yutani hear down thing. below, right, when, when they're on the, they're like, welcome to the drill. The Titan class drill creates yeah. six million barrels of crude a year. It's and it's got like this that's real, why like, all of this yeah. is – because it's so subtle, right? The whole it's movie got this real Bioshock vibe. Right, we absolutely know that this is capitalism what wrought the horror of this film. Right. Without a doubt, we know it's money that caused this. And when it's just there on the PA system, like, gently calling behind him at the end, you're like, you fucks, of course. And then at the end, it's cover up, cover up, cover up. We're doing it again. Run it back. She blew that thing up. We'll be fine. There's no way there's more whores down there. Because that's what we do. In the name of money... We will constantly send others, lessers, to go face that on the front line. Right. And it's just one little extra element of like, it kind of gives you a cold chill down your back. It's like, yeah, those billionaires are just going to send down another couple hundred people to rebuild all that and eventually be fucking food for these things again. Because, of course, they will. Right. What if they unleash something worse? What if something else? They don't care. That's what it's about. The barrels of crude. That's and it. so it's one last kind of fuck you. Yeah. It's following Case you know, Two's like, heroic, humanic, K-Stu human two heroically
1: k heroically saves human everyone choice. from Cthulhu. Here we go. And they're still going to drill.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's a really fucking strong movie. It gets the most out of its set piece. It has a fucking breakneck momentum. The cast is phenomenal. And at the end, they just add in this, hey, do you also, like, Lovecrafty and Beast? And you're like, you know I do. I do brings it and then at the end they're like andy like a little fucking whiff of x-files at the end government cover-up you're like you know what do know i do i mean stop stop i can only get so erect <laughs>
1: <laughs> after all that claustrophobia need something to pump my blood
0: i, I need a release back i need a release uh it's just it's a really fucking awesome movie yeah and even though it's newer i still feel like there's a lot of people that just kind of missed it this i think this hit it was like right around movie comedy stuff, yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of got lost in the shuffle, but I think it's a fucking. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, I like it, it, it. It's an alien riff, right? They're kind of redoing. Oh, alien. I mean, like
1: even the opening. But they like, they do a great the title, job of it. The title shot of like what the title is. I'm like, Alien. That's cool. That's great. Hey, I mean I think what's smart is it puts me in the mood, and I know what I'm about to watch. Like yeah. that is a huge thing when it comes to these kinds of movies. It's not a rip. It's there are a, a lot riff.
0: of movies that. There are a lot of movies that riff on Alien that do not do it as good as this. Yeah, agreed. This was and good. And it finds it, like, a few minutes into the movie, you're not sitting there going, oh, it's yeah. Alien again. You're just lost in the journey because it does a, well, a good job. That's it for Underwater. I hope you guys had as much fun with it as we did. Woo! This Underwater, this witness. Now we're going to do another, probably the king of the underwater claustrophobia movie. The abyss. the abyss. I think I said that last week, but the Abyss is happening this week for sure. We got to locate it. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't find it for this week, so we're going to have to go buy some physical copies probably and do the Abyss. So that's happening, people. Uh, again, the next thing that's happening for the pod, a lot of you listeners, this is the the crowning achievement of the year. The October Mega Marathon, 31 days, 31 pods every day of the month of October. We release a new podcast discussing a horror movie for you. We're close enough now. I think we can announce the lineup. Sure. So we're starting with the rest of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, right? We already did part one. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. shuffle it up to where it syncs up with these. All the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, right? We're doing the Scream 5 and 6, which we had not gotten to. So we're finishing the Scream franchise, which we've already done before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to be, with the fr- the help of our friend Carmelita Valdez-McCoy, covering the entire phantasm franchise so that's the first half of october then the second half we'll have a cadre of amazing guests patreon exclusives uh over there if you follow us on all the socials you'll see the announcement when the graphic comes out uh once that's finalized and locked so we hope you guys are excited for we hope you're ready to watch a fucking ton of horror movies with us start your homework now we gave you 15 right there to watch so start your homework now. Get ahead of the curve. Yep. Uh, if you want every movie in the month of October, you got to go to Patreon.com slash FilmAlchemistPod. You may still be early enough upon hearing this to actually help vote on which horror movies you want to be the exclusives.
1: We My. appreciate
0: it. It's the best way to help us here at the show. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh, for those of you who do or are even considering, man. We appreciate it. Uh, the YouTube Film Alchemist, the email Pod at gmail.com find us on the socials reach on out make sure you're leaving five star ratings and reviews and most importantly you got a friend that loves horror movies let them know the october mega marathon is nigh guys let them know it's happening now tell them
1: we have cool stuff
0: it's the perfect time for your horror loving friends to join the cause and have 31 podcasts in 31 days it would mean the world to us if you guys could spread the word on that Uh, More than anything, thanks for your time. We're the Film Alchemist. I'm Josh Griffey.
1: I'm Alex D'Andino. Guys, stay on land. Stay on land.